Hey, everybody. Welcome to Multi Multi, the podcast. We talk about the multitude of multi-site student ministry. My name is Joe Crabb, and I am joined, as always, by Mrs. Kimberly Schuler. Hello, all. Kim, how are you doing? Oh, I'm just dandy today. It is good to see you, Kim. EJ is not with us today. Uh, he got pulled into a, a big time meeting. Yes. We got big times by EJ. So we did. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but uh, we we love him. And uh, so we are we are getting ready to hop into, I think, what is going to be a, a great topic for us. Uh, and I think one that probably a lot of people have or will deal with at some point in time in the multi-site world. Uh, but we especially see it in student ministry. And that is what to do when there is not a student ministry staff member at a campus. Yes. So Kim, you and I together have got what, like 18 years of student ministry experience? Yeah, that's about right. Eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, we're you doing... want to include my one year internship? Yeah, you, you know what? Uh, do internships count? I feel like they should. Absolutely. But my vacation days don't reflect that I've been here for over ten years. <laughs> <laughs> and then do volunteer. Yeah, count too. You know what? I mean, it all counts for the kingdom of God, and amen. just like that. We've all been Jesus juked. And let's hop into what happens when somebody jukes out of a position. <laughs> My goodness. Oh, Segways. Thanks for sponsoring this show, Segway. Uh, we um, but yeah, we've we've dealt with this as we've launched over the last eight or nine years, probably eight, nine campuses. Mm -hmm. And so during that time, not all of them have a student ministry staff member, and we've been a part of transitions. Yep. And think, currently, not all campuses right now have a student staff member as well. Yeah. So out our, of our... We Algonac, have, yeah. Dearborn, mm -hmm. and, oh, not and I believe that is it. I was going to say, out of all of our, our, our campuses that even run student ministries, so Algonac runs student ministries, yes. Dearborn does yep. not... Currently, they kind of do like a little bit. We can chat that here in a moment. Yeah, it's unique. Uh, uh, you know, even we have some open positions that like we have staff positions for like full-time guys who've transitioned to other roles in the church and so yep. on and so forth that are like needing to be filled. And I think at one point in time, I remember even two, three years ago, we had five oh, yeah. open positions. Like yeah, across it was the a campuses, huge so. year of transition for yeah. the team. Yeah, and we know a number of. There's a number of reasons why these transitions happen. Uh, the transitions happen from a guy taking a new position from with like within Woodside, mm -hmm. uh, and shifting here within our church context into another role, whether that's an associate pastor role. Uh, even for you, you shifted over to to our central team that just started up, um, or they they leave. They uh, they head out. They go to another church. They move out of state. Uh, but we're even talking about, like I said at the, the at the beginning, when we launch a campus and they don't have a student ministry person yet. So I think let's start there. Uh, let's talk about launch, and then let's talk about when people leave. Uh, the two L's today. Nice alliteration. Love Guys, it. I am on fire. I should host more on that. <laughs> uh, so when a campus launched, Kims, you're cur you are from from your years being here and obviously being that individual who sits in that central seat. So when a campus does launch, you have a lot of boots on the ground, so to say, or will have a lot of responsibility in uh, what does that look like for that campus to launch. So when a campus has launched, uh, what does student ministry look like for that campus? Yeah, so I will first say, 
a campus hasn't launched since I've been in the central role. So, you know, what I share is a lot of past experience, um, but looking forward to see how in actuality or reality within the central role, how it actually functions and rolls out um, based off of past experience. Yeah, because it's definitely coming. I think this is probably the longest time we've gone without launching a campus Yes, from when I can remember, or at least over the last eight, nine years, which makes sense. Many guys have known, we said this before in the podcast, we're currently in transition of senior leadership. Yes. Uh, and so we have a senior pastor leadership. So there's some wisdom there and, um, you know, waiting to, to launch some, some of that, but we know it's coming. Yeah, for sure. So, as well as the central team just booting up, right? Mm -hmm. You know, so we want to just give space and time for that to get better established and organized as an organization. But we currently have some campuses have have launched. Don't really formally have student ministry. Kind of talk a little bit about that. What does that look like at those campuses, and what does your support, your role, look like mm -hmm. within that? Yeah. So as a campus launched in the past, our biggest partnership has been with the campus pastor, mm -hmm. really finding out the needs and desires and the movement he wants to go in as far as um, rhythmically, um, you know, just looking to when and how and how often they want to meet um, right off the bat or when they look to get it started mm -hmm. at their campus. Probably getting a pulse of the context of like, do we do they even have a lot of students? Or right. is this a merger from a pre-existing church or is it a launch of like a plant and everything? So A lot of the historical background, yeah. absolutely. Um, and then from there too, just do they even have anyone a volunteer, somebody who can lead it up? Are they looking for someone? So coming alongside of them in that and just maybe helping pinpoint someone that could step into that role as a volunteer point person for students. Um, thinking just through um, other other things that you've seen too, Joe, within that. I know you'd mentioned yeah, context, I, culture of the campus. Yeah, Those are important. I feel like a lot of what you're saying is uh, it's very much so when we launch, like when we plant a new campus. So our history is a little bit of both, right? We've done mergers as Woodside and we've yes. done plants. We're like we're like ground up and everything, which is probably, which is Dearborn. Yes. Right, right? That's a plant. You partner with the, cam the campus pastor. They kind of have a unique situation in regards to the students they have and what does student ministry look like in that campus? So they found that Dearborn, which is a, a plant campus, right, ground up, they have a student ministry. Uh, they kind of have a guy, maybe a couple of leaders who are willing to help out. What does it look like, uh, you know, for them to meet? What does student ministry look like at that campus? Yeah, the CP, their campus pastor, has done a great job of still being heavily involved with the, I would say, about two or three students that actively attend the campus, um, but has encouraged them to be a part of a student ministry programming meeting weekly at another campus just okay. to, you know, gain that community itself. But he still is very intentional with his family, with his wife of having them over or doing a small group. I know his wife has met with some of the girls um, periodically to go through a book or study with them. So there's still That's that so intentionality yeah. at the campus level, but knowing the importance of community at that age, has they've encouraged them to find or go to 
Plymouth and Farmington Hills are pretty close. Okay. Um, so to engage in those actual student ministries weekly. That is so great to hear that they have been intentional with making sure that the those students still feel like that campus is their church. Their Be- home, yeah. Yeah, because of the relation they have with the, the campus pastor directly, but then also making sure that they have community of other students uh, to be able to grow with and be encouraged by. That is, I love hearing that. That's uh, Maybe you need to share that with your campus pastors if you're listening and you find yourself launching a new campus, you, de- you don't have a student ministry person at it. Now, what about things like, we talk about our red light things, the things that every campus is supposed to do, mm-hmm. retreats, uh, mission trips, everything. What is, I'm that, I'm that campus pastor, I don't have anybody, but I have some kids here who might want to go on retreat. What does that communication correspondence execution look like? Yeah. So it's directly with the CP, um, all that communication. I usually loop them in on the emails that I send them out to the team. Um, If they do have a volunteer at the campus too, I will loop them in on that email or send it separately, but I'll always include the campus pastor just so they can keep looped in and in the know, Um, especially if the volunteer does have questions the campus pastor then has context to my email or what was said um, and to continue to build that rapport and relationship with that campus pastor. Um, So they're always looped into communication. I still provide uh, the registration, the details, the promo pieces for them and they get sent to the campuses. Um, So they're treated pretty much like any other campus for those red light events. Um, But say they don't have a volunteer. Um, so what does that look like yeah. for when they come it up falls to on retreat? the campus pastor? Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or it's the campus pastor communicating to me, Hey, these are the small group leaders going. And I would, I usually just ask them who is a point person then for the weekend or who is someone that I can make sure, Hey, if I have any questions about say Chesterfield students and say, we didn't have you know, a volunteer student person or a, vo- or a student guy there or, or girl there right now, um, who is someone I can contact just throughout the weekend in case I need to communicate anything to them. And yeah. so just setting that campus up for success as a whole. That's great. And so um, when it's come to what I've seen with uh, with that volunteer person that's there who maybe is there leading out weekly ministry, because we've had that before in a, uh, uh, the season of a campus where their staff person has transitioned out or they're just launching their student ministry and it's being ran by a volunteer, is that they are given the same access to what we're teaching, the messages, uh, and, and all those other opportunities as they're looking to grow that student ministry and that you continue to keep close communication with the campus pastor. So mm-hmm. really they can best lead that volunteer That's right. and they can have a pulse of what's going on at their campus. Uh, and in that regard, also alleviate any surprises. So if that parent's like, Hey, can you tell me about this? You know, you guys are teaching on this. Can you tell me more about it? That campus pastor is aware of yes. what's going on. Uh, and I, I share, we talked a little about mergers. When we've merged historically is, let's say they've we've merged and there's been a existing student ministry staff member there. Any staff that is on that 
on that church's staff at that point in time, everyone's evaluated. Um, everyone's, you know, one's like fired right out the bat. Everyone's, it's all very upfront, great communication. They walk mm-hmm. through them. Sometimes it's saying that, hey, that person is in the right seat there. Um, maybe they're in that right seat, but they need to move to a different location. Or maybe we have other opportunities with them for them within the organization. And, and we've also just seen at times naturally people see that that transition that merger as a time for them to transition out not for That's not right. bad blood not not for any other reason of yeah i think that this is this what is what god's calling me to yeah it's just time to step yeah. away and i'm excited for you guys praying for you yep. guys but it just kind of makes sense with all these other things going on during that time now in our evaluation there have been times where let's say they've had a full-time student ministry staff member and uh, the decisions made by leadership by the campus pastor and says, yeah, let's, let's put in another full-time student person, uh, or let's actually shift it and let's make it a, a 29 hour position or so on and so forth. But generally speaking, uh, I think and beyond generally speaking was all the time when there is a lease, an existing student ministry staff member, uh, on that on that campus, when we merge, that that position is still is filled. Whether it's a full time, part time, maybe not not by that same person, but they're there to continue to um, work alongside uh, to 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 carry that torch. So run student ministries there to. Um, plant the DNA and so on and so forth and yes. take on the Oasis and Wake branding and so on and so mm-hmm. forth and all that stuff. And we've chatted a little bit about that in one of our episodes where we talk about what's initial, what's priority during a uh, during What we a call campus. our iPods. Yes, exactly. Yep. What What is important there. Um, but I feel like that kind of covers like the launch portion for where we have a church plant, uh, a campus plant more accurately, uh, the, the merge a little bit, and I'm sure that there might be some questions that some of you guys might have as you find yourself in launching a new campus or merging with a new campus and what to do with that staff and even hearing what maybe that evaluation process is. Uh, send us you know any questions that you guys have about that. But I want to, to wrap this conversation by now, folks, about what do we do when a staff member leaves? Uh, whether it's a, they're leaving to go to a, another church or they're leaving to go with, to another position within the uh, the organization um, or they just leave. I'll let you guys figure out what that means. Um, <laughs> they're showing the door. Because <laughs> uh, we do we, are so good at firing people. <laughs> uh, what do we do? What, what does that look like? So you, we're currently walking through this. We have one of our staff members uh, who's been on this podcast before, who'll be on the multi-site, will be on the multi-summit, or by the time this episode drops, was that the (laughs) multi-summit? Yes, we've got to be careful (laughs) of our our grammar here. Yeah, I was, we were joking around er, earlier (laughs) that we just recently released an episode in March in which we say Merry Christmas near the very beginning. Guilty. Just pulling back the curtain, (laughs) folks, letting you guys know. (laughs) Our recording schedules all over the map. Uh, but Ben Hickson is is transitioning into a different position within Woodside. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to be an associate pastor at his campus. What does that look like now um, or in general? And when you're working with a campus pastor, when there's nobody there, um, our guys left, so on and so forth, what, is, what does it look like in transition for student ministries? I think I, I love that one that 
Ben is the one doing this right now with me um, because we are learning a lot together and he is one to take initiative and like really spearhead things. So he's done a great job in just communicating and really setting a great timeline and plan moving forward. And that's unique, I would say. Because we've um, had it before, but this is the first time really formally under central that somebody has left the student ministry position as well as CT. But CT had somebody else there. I'm noticing a trend. If you're on this podcast as a guest and work at Woodside, you've got about a six month shelf life until you get transitioned (laughs) to a new position. But CT had somebody already there, yes, part time who's able to kind of step in. No, you're right, is transitioning out. And there's, and there's nobody no one. formally, like another staff member that can step in. So Yeah. So Ben's done a great job of, you know, we're, we always want to be replaceable, right? Yeah. So he has done a great job developing leaders. Um, so as I come alongside of him, one, I ask him, how can I help? How can I serve? What yeah. do you need? Right. Um, and same with the CP. So Ben has looped um, their CP, myself, and us three. I was going to ask that what the campus pastor role looks like there with him stepping into an associate role and so kind of yep. having some leadership. So that's good but to know. But no, the CP is still very much involved in that conversation um, because ultimately we are here to serve mm-hmm. um, the campuses holistically. So we want to make sure that the campus um, pastor knows what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Very insightful. Um, so with that being said, Ben has set a timeline for not only leading out because of the position he has taken uh, for the associate pastor at the campus. Again, this is unique because it might have been the CP that I'd be working closely with. Um, but since Ben is filling this associate pastor role and now has the oversight of staff at his campus. He's really taking point on finding and fulfilling the position at hand for the open spot in student ministry. But it also brings that overlap too for him to still know very well what's going on in student ministry at White Lake and be that one to seamlessly transition as as long as we hire quickly, right? Um, That's the hard thing. I think it leaves him in a lot of limbo of um, he's itching to get someone in there so he can fully transition. But in the meantime, what that looks like for him, what that looks like for myself is one, just hearing if there is anything I need to step into, be out there to support, or if anything falls through, jump in. Um, I'm a part of the application process he's bringing me in as he gets applicants yeah um just a look through and interview um but ben specifically has put together um pretty much all the framework through the end of the year for speakers uh for individuals to help lead out he plans to be there still okay at the meetings um as much as he can be but he has a great team that he's developed that can do all the speaking still that can run the programming as such um without his major involvement or participation all the time and and I, it sounds like very much that campus is being set up for our success because of Ben, his role and the ownership that he's taking. I'm yes. listening to this as I'm sitting in my car and thinking through the fact that I have an open position at a campus or about to have an open position at a campus. I'm like, man, I would really like that if I had a Ben Hickson on my team. Oh, seriously. But I don't. 
So what are some of the things that I, I don't would be it's just great be tools the, or something yeah, for in those are, transitions? Yeah, yeah, because we also know that the next time that a transition comes, you might not have a, a Ben Hickson a ben. to that, lead it that out. That person who's transitioning might not be transitioning to a new position at their campus. They might be transitioning to another campus and Correct. they need to focus on what they're doing at that campus now or outside of the organization entirely. So... What are some things that we've done before in those instances? Mm -hmm. And even based off of your current experience, like I won't have a Ben, but I would ask that person if they're transitioning. And I, a lot of times you're saying, well, like they're leaving well and everything. I would ask them to still do this or I would need to step in and do this. What are some of those thoughts? Yeah, I think first off, I would partner with them in mapping out the rest of the school year schedule if that hasn't already been done. Okay. Right. Or wherever the timeline that whatever they're transitioning. And whenever your programming meets. And so even if it's in the summer and you're getting ready for a kickoff or you right. meet throughout the summer or whatever. Let's it might sit be. down and talk the next six months because yeah. we know we that's could good. we could either get someone real quick or it could take a while but i think it's good even to say more like a that long timeline of six months because six months from now you know we're even at the we're at the end of summer mm -hmm. at that point in time if not further into the school year so and i may kick only, off and i may have only planned with you till may june a couple two three months or whatever but now i've even gone further than that so if this process does take a while they're set up for success. So. Yeah. And in that meeting, I would make sure it's the CP, the yeah. person transitioning out and myself, um, because I'm not planning. I don't want to be the one planning the campus's calendar. Right. And in some regard, and you shouldn't be. Right. Because you don't know fully what everything going on at that campus, what that campus pastor wants Same. and so on. Yeah. Yep. As well as the student or whatever position that person held, you don't necessarily want him doing all the planning as well because he's on his way out the door, right? So, but he knows the context best to be able to speak into as a CP were to probably say, hey, here's what we should do. The student guy who is existing there or transitioning out would know best context and historically what has worked, what hasn't worked yeah. to speak into it. Yeah. But Bring you want to make sure that campus pastor is involved. And and this is again, this is if somebody's leaving well, but if they haven't left well, I'm saying, would you look to you're still in that meeting. So it's still you and the campus pastor who are going to be talking about the game plan for mm -hmm. the upcoming couple of months because you're going to bring your student ministry perspective. Uh, he's going to bring in, you know, the campus perspective. Do you look to bring in or would we like to bring in if there's an intern or high capacity volunteer from that campus to kind of come in and and help out in those conversations? Do we bring in um, another staff member, another student ministry staff member from another campus? What is that? What would it look yeah. like? Because I know for some people are like, good, glad that everyone's hunky-dory and leaving and sending each other love letters as they do so. But man. We, we just, all know we just, that we, it's not always pretty or yeah. it can be messy. Yeah. Um, and I think I would leave that up to the CP's call. I think there'd be great value if there's an intern or high capacity volunteer sitting in there that could take the lead in the meantime or interim. Yeah, because they do want to find someone. Because that campus pastor, more times than not, is not going to want to, not in a bad way, or really be able to spearhead it. All of it. Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely, I think there's great wisdom in that. Yeah. What are some of the other transitions? So that conversation is going to happen regardless. Hopefully, that staff member who who's transitioning is 
in that conversation. If they're not, you and the campus pastor are still having a meeting, scheduling out the next six months. Uh, and then throughout that, you, you're you consistently communicating, whether it's with just the campus pastor That's um, right. or the campus pastor, maybe a high capacity volunteer or somebody who's stepping in in the interim and everything. Yes. Who who helps fill out like the speaking schedule? Like, so let's say if it wasn't that campus guy or it's you're having to do it, who are the physical people who are coming out and help and speak and everything. Yeah. I think I would start with my student team across the campuses. All right. Um, I should say our student team. It's not technically mine. It's God's. Um, but write that down folks. (laughs) A little nugget for you today. (laughs) Um, we do not own God does. Uh, so I would start there. See, I know because programming lies for them on different nights often. So they're, they're often able to step in and help out and fill in those uh, speaking times. Yeah, Ben's high school ministry meets on Sunday nights. My, mine meets on Thursday nights. So I don't yep. have any Sunday night responsibility. So, yeah. You could hop over and speak. Well, just wasn't asked, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, you, said, you said student ministry team. Would you go student ministry team for, or would you look to see if there's anybody, maybe even at the campus that's, has or would be able to have a relationship already yeah. with the students or just has a campus pastor ever done that even been one of yeah. those people who hops in and, and yeah. speaks. yeah and we've seen campus pastors happen especially for maybe someone who's out on maternity leave or who has transitioned out before yeah um and so yes Maybe that's how we do it. You start at the campus level, right? And you see what high-capacity volunteers or who the CP would recommend, CP themselves, other pastors, other directors. From there, you broaden it a bit. You go to the student team. Yeah. Um, From the student team, you know, depending on schedules, availability, responsibilities during that season, then you go to interns or residents at other campuses. Yeah. Um, so through the student team still, they're making those asks yeah. and pulling um, those people together. And then from there, even to high capacity volunteers at the other campuses, potentials yeah. that you would want to see continue to be sharpened, developed in that speaking role, yeah. be able to spit. As someone's thinking happen. about this and, and hearing it, I, I've thought through it before where we have had, yeah, I've, I've sent one of my interns out to a, a campus to speak and during that, that season of transition for that campus of a uh, staff member. And then we've had others, EJ, who oversees our college and career ministry. He's had some interns who in turn he's he's heard that there's a need and he's like hey why don't why don't we send out this guy he's preached here before i think it'd be great give him the opportunity to do so uh and it does give them you know that that chance as well as help out with the campus holistically and uh and we we thankfully have a great leadership institute department right where they are developing interns and residents so to be able to access them and their department and say, hey, we have these openings. Is there anyone who's looking to get uh, like reps in for speaking or wants that experience and partnering with them in that? I love that too, because uh, across the board, even as you're you're talking, I'm thinking three, four, five departments uh, now that are 
involved in helping out uh, with that campus and their student ministries during that that time. Hmm. And it gives them a great opportunity for that individual to be developed, to lead. Uh, it's encouraging. It's edifying for uh, for the church at large. So it really does yeah. make me when I, this this episode in particular, I feel like you really hear a lot of what is the beauty of multi-site is that you do have a team that you can lean into to help during those times. And uh, they really are just wins for everybody across the board, uh, from development Absolutely. to encouragement to growth to uh, just, just yeah, just bearing with one another during that those times. Uh, so it's really, it's neat to hear. I, um, I'm trying to rack my brain. Do you have any other thoughts of this transition time here, what we do when there's not a staff member at a campus for student ministry? Yeah, I would just say I think it's going to be different for each each um, process or each um, what. Like the, the situation, word. yeah, because yes, yeah. it is, you. it is. We've yes. talked even alone in this. We talked about launching a new campus, so a plant emerging yes. with the campus. Is it a? Do they have an existing staff member? Is that staff member transitioning? Is and our with staff the member leaving? Well, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so so yeah. there's not just one process that fits all. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. No, um, yeah. in this, so but there's some principal things I feel like you've shared across the board: clear, consistent communication. Yes. Uh, and and keeping keeping those milestone sorts of things that we do ever present in front and really looking to say whether it's yourself the team and really both how can we help continue to create a healthy safe culture for students at that campus to be able to grow in their relationship with Christ uh so you said it very well. Way yeah. to wrap it. Well, you 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 put it all out there. And you know, one of the things I'll say, and this is maybe this is trickled into other conversations before, but you know, really we're talking about, hey, what do you do when there's is no staff member? And you kind of talked a little bit about the interview process, or you get some applications and you're you're a part of that. Usually it's the campus pastor. In your case with Ben, because he's still around and present, and it's a it's a good transition. Uh, he's he's involved with it. Um, you're involved in it. Sometimes I know we've brought in other staff guys. I've sat in yep. on some interviews before. And um, our HR department will be involved heavily in it as well. And when we're looking at those people, we do look both internally and externally. We do look internally uh, and say, well, do we have any interns that are, are ready uh, for that? And it does. It depends on the position. Is it full-time? Is it part-time? Are we looking uh, for someone who's married? Is it like, what is it? You know, there's a number of, of, of nuances within it, but we do look internally. Um, yep. And then we, do all, we also post the jobs as well. Mm -hmm. uh, do we post them on our website? Are they on Woodside Bible? I believe so. Yeah. And then we can also post them elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of that process. And we'll talk more about like, what does it actually look like to walk through, I mean, through that application process a little bit? What are those meetings look like? And so on and so forth. Those interviews, onboarding, so on and so forth. But like, that's that's a very good spot to end on uh, for this conversation. A little of, teaser for yeah, what could getting, come. Getting ready. Hey, listen, <laughs> you don't have anybody, but you could. Uh, maybe we'll do it when we do find somebody to replace Ben. Ooh, and bring them in to talk about their experience through the application process. So we'll interview them. They'll get the job and then they can interview us. <laughs> Why did you do this? <laughs> <laughs> I 
That'll be good. You know, I we, we recently hired on two uh, two student ministry directors here at this campus, and they were just both giving me a hard time because they had different processes. And we yeah. went out. You and I went out to dinner with one. My wife joined us for that uh, that one, and then the other one we went out to to lunch with uh, with staff her members. with some other yeah. staff and everything, and uh, they were just roasting me like, "Well, I didn't get dinner with your wife, and then I didn't get to meet the other." <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you're you're on it. You have to do Looks it. Looks like now. I have two new open positions. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, y'all. Uh, this has been a, a great conversation. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, follow us on social media. We are multi multi pod across the uh, the platforms there. Uh, if you're listening to this and you're looking for opportunity to be a social media manager, uh, we're looking for for someone to help us out always with producing content, uh, helping us network and everything. And if you hear anything on this podcast that's been an encouragement to you, we'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions, uh, we'd love to hear from you. And of course, continue to share this with others. Subscribe, rate, review, not because we need the affirmation, but because it helps get the word out there to others. Also, the affirmation is nice. Anyways, that does it for now. <laughs> Signing off. See you guys later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>